barber shows up <laughs> with a fresh haircut and mine looks like a homeless person. I got you after yeah. this. But I want like I want to be remembered from my kids and my like my wife to like be known for not being scared to take risks. You're not done yet, but you're on the journey though. Yeah. And you're like taking a huge step forward. You need to do something with your life. Like <laughs> this is this is not cutting anymore. I always feel so, scared the wife's help to that. Right? right. I shouldn't be here. Like coming from my past and everything that I've been through, I shouldn't be where I'm at. This is the Unleash Your Purpose podcast. All right, welcome to Unleash Your Purpose. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Centers, and I am so excited to have um, a great man here with me today. Uh, we have Mitch Garcia, and uh, what you're gonna learn really quickly about this man is one, he does a great haircut, not by looking at mine. <laughs> The barber shows up <laughs> with a fresh haircut and mine looks like a homeless person. I got you after yeah. this. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. He comes once a week to cut my hair. Yes. And uh, we decided to do this. But uh, what else is about this man is he is a social media giant, at least in my eyes. And uh, he is has become a solo entrepreneur to a business owner, first generation business owner, homeowner. Uh, has an amazing family and a great story to tell. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. So what does it mean like to, what made you become a barber? Like, what is that? So growing up, I always wanted to cut hair. Okay. Um, but growing up, it was kind of looked down on hmm. as it was kind of like you didn't finish anything. You didn't do anything with your life. Okay. So <clears throat> I've always wanted to cut hair though, but I was just never in the way I was growing up. Uh, and then one day um, when I was welding, um, God just spoke to me and was like, you know, you need to cut hair. Hmm. So, you know, followed God and I'm here now. So when was this? You had a pretty wild ride. Yes. What you what, what most guys know, if you've had your barber for a long time and you've been cutting me for a while. Yeah. And now you cut all my kids. Yes. It's we're all pretty, of them. Yes. It takes them hours. <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast studio is not it's it's the air is the air is on, but this poor man, he's cutting up all my boys. He's drenched in sweat. Drenched, by the end. <laughs> drenching in sweat. Yeah. Yes. So you come to be a, um, so you're a barber and, but you had like this kind of crazy God experience and you had this kind of wild life up to this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Talk about that. Where I'm at now is just solely based on faith um, and jumping out and just trusting God. Um, so before I was cutting hair, I was working random jobs, eight, you know, nine to fives, Walmart, Walgreens and all this stuff. My wife now is like, you need to do something with your life. Like <laughs> this, or, this is not cutting anymore. It always so, feels good when your wife tells you that, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, I think that's what God's voice sounds like. It's my wife's. It's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually is funny, but it's, it's true. Sometimes God slaps me in the face through talking to my wife. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was, uh, so I went to, um, welding school. Okay. I did um, structural welding for six years. Uh -huh. um, I hated it. At welding in Arizona this is not fun. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, just one day I was asleep, woke up, you know, the, you know, when God wakes you up and you're yeah. like, all right, like, do you want me to spend time with you or am I not listening? Um, but I heard him say, like, you know, like, you need to do something also with your life. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, I started to really think about becoming a barber. Went to go get my haircut. And my friend was like, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'm not going to, we just had a baby. We have a house. Um, we have two incomes. And I'm like, I don't, there's, it's not going to line up. Like, it's not going to line up. The timing's not right. It's going to take me years to finish barber school. Mm. So then the, the next night I was asleep, woke up as well. And then I felt like God told me like, you know, 
you have a a truck that you love, you know? So if you really want this, you'll, you know, you'll sacrifice to get it. So I was like, what do, what do I do with this information? I woke up and told my wife, I think I have to go to barber school. She's like, how are you gonna do it? I'm like, I think that God told me to sell my truck. She's what kind like, of truck was it? It was, uh, what was it? 2018 Dodge Ram 1500 Ooh. paid off. Like I was, I was like, you know, something I was working towards. Um, it was my prized possession at the time. I love that truck. And, um, She's like, God told you that? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, let's go. And at, at first I was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way that she like said that. You know, like yeah. I thought she was gonna be like, no, you're lying. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do it. So uh long story short, we ended up going to CarMax, sold my truck. They gave me over what it was worth. What'd you get? Um, nineteen thousand hey. dollars. Yeah. I, at the time, like Kelly Blue Book was like 15 grand. Okay. So um, yeah, I ended up getting that. Paid off whatever I had to pay as far as like my debt. Paid my barber school. Um, quit my job. Have you always been a guy that like takes a leap really quick? Yeah. Like, I've never. <laughs> I, 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 Brian, you told me multiple times, you're moving too fast. Like I move quick in business and all this. He's like, I got an idea. I'm going to start my own, uh, open up my own barber, uh, barber mm -hmm. shop. Like, oh yeah, heck yeah, let's do this. He's like, no, nah, I say let's do it. Like, it, let, I want to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, you you box me out quick the on that the one. Next week, I got keys already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, already, he's already looking for a space. Mm -hmm. You're already, like, have met a broker. You got a general contractor lined up. Uh -huh. And then I go to your house the next time to get a haircut, and you have a for sale sign at the front of your house. Yep. So you tend to, like, jump. Yeah, it's quick, too. <laughs> I do stuff. I don't know what it is. I'm just very like impulsive. Um, I have ADHD, so everything has to be like. How does your wife like, feel? So you're, did you tell her this time that you have this dream? So you get on the barber. Uh huh. And then we'll go back to that, but it's kind of fit to kind of wrap this up of your impulsivity or your your willingness to take risk. I think yeah. is a big thing. Okay, real quick, guys, um, if you can think about how you heard about this podcast, someone probably told you about it a friend who tweeted about it, sent it to you on Instagram or something like that. Um, only way this grows is by word of mouth. Uh, my only ask is that you continue to pay it forward to whoever showed you about this podcast to do the exact same thing. Uh, so uh, if it was a review, if it was a post, just telling about it to someone else, if you could give it a review, post it out there, whatever. And it would mean the world to me and it will help another entrepreneur out there. I think as entrepreneurs in general, you have to have a high level of tolerance for risk mm -hmm. and calculated risk. I think as you get older, as time goes on, the risk, you need to be really thoughtful, intentional of how much risk to take. Mm -hmm. Like you risked it, dude, oh, this yeah. last time. I've risked it and you know, my I, shout out to my wife. What she's been riding, man. Like she's been with me and we've been in the trenches together, you know, broke, no money you know, trying to make ends meet with our kids and, you know, God's been with us through all of it and made providing and it's been amazing. It's amazing ride. And I've honestly never like sat down or told anybody our whole entire story from when we started this journey or when I even started cutting hair. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, this is, you really don't <clears throat> know much either. I mean, you're there for bits and parts of it, but yeah. 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 We sold our house and opened the shop. Um, lived in Airbnbs, flooded Airbnbs. Like <laughs> yeah. we've been through the trenches and you know, we're here now and we have a beautiful shop. Um, Dude, it's amazing. Yeah.
So you kind of stepped back. So for you, you kind of stepped out in faith. What what was the decision for you that you said, hey, I want to, because reverse back to um, during the pandemic, you took your own shop and were, you wanted to just kind of create your own schedule. Yes. And you're you're like a super talented barber. You have all these awards. You Thank have you. the, yeah, well, you do. You have all of it. Yeah. And you do cut really well. And you're not cheap. No, I'm not. No, you're not cheap. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you get to pick I, I'd, I'd rather have good than cheap all yeah. the time oh me too yeah so you but you wanted to kind of have your own space and so you you started to like a shop out of your house for a long time right yeah and, and then you were like booking up and then what kind of got you to that place where like all right i'm ready for the next step i was never ready for the next step okay so where i'm at now this is not this is not me i don't want a barbershop but God wants me to have a barbershop. Okay. So even walking, like this is, I mean, owning a barbershop is just me walking in my purpose and where God wants me to be. Mm. Um, and God's using the barbershop to reach the community around us. Mm. Um, you know, we're feeding the homeless and we're giving people free haircuts and we're just using that as an outreach to reach people in the community. Uh, even working with the barbers, you know, I was surprised uh, last week one of them was at church. At the church that I go to, which is like, did you invite he, him? No, did he just hear your music playing or what? He, I guess, his mom convinced him to go, and it happened <laughs> to be the church that I was at. You know, so hey. I think God's gonna. He's just using the barbershop to reach yeah. his people. You know. So, what was the hardest things about starting a barbershop? Everything. <laughs> I know. Working I was, with the city is a pain. Yeah. Um, going over budget on everything. Yeah. So you made a budget. Um, I made a budget and blow it up. Almost tripled what I thought it was gonna be. Always. Um yeah, that was just man. There there was times where I sat there and just cried because I was like, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. Were you in the barbershop? Yeah. Was it when the flood happened? When the flood happened. You had two floods. You um, had you lived in an Airbnb, right? That got flooded <laughs> when uh, um monsoon hit. Yeah. The pool had flooded into the Airbnb. Um, with your kids there with the kids there then the barbershop flooded a pipe bust um in your middle of construction in the middle of construction yeah luckily i went in i wasn't supposed to be there so yeah. the pipe would have ran for two days and only god knows what would have what had happened you know so <laughs> man it's been it's been a definitely stressful um what do you think is the hardest part um i don't just everything for me this is my first shop, you know? Yeah. And would you say it's your first business? This is my first business. Yeah. Um, I did the whole like solo thing, you know, but it wasn't really a business. Yeah. I would say, but now this is my first like business business. And this is where I learned everything. Um, you know, different terms, leases. Yeah. Um, you know, I I just there's a lot of stuff to learn. <laughs> I'm thankful for you, you know, you were there. Um, I remember you texted me you t when you're negotiating leases. You're like, what does this mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like calling <laughs> you, Ryan, answer. I need to sign an option, this. A second option. It means yeah. like, you can renew the lease again. Yeah. yeah. Even like little stuff <laughs> like that. It was like, yeah. I never. Or how you get your, like, so when you did your construction, mm -hmm. um, you did a good, You did, I feel like you did a great job finding a good space. Yeah. And then negotiating a good lease because you got TI or tenant improvements. Yes. So you got money that the landlord kicked in for mm -hmm. the lease. Yeah. So it was like, what, I don't know, 30, 40 grand or something or. For my, for for my tenant, tenant improvement? improvement? Yeah. No, no. 
No, I I negotiated with it. Uh-huh. I only got ten grand back. Were yeah. you supposed to get forty? This was no, that was no. That was not negotiated. <laughs> but I tried my hardest, you know. Okay. We so went me and my broker, we went back and forth with them and they weren't budging. You okay, know? well thank you. So it that, that great. That, that's that's like a that's <laughs> yeah. a drop in the bucket, you know? Yeah, so, I know. When you're yeah, those bills climb. Yeah. Those G C bills, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, I feel like commercial construction is a lot more challenging yes and, and they will try to get you for every penny and dollar you have <laughs> yes. i'm asking him like hey how much to put in a toilet he's like 500 dollars. i'm like no a toilet yeah. like no way i'll buy the toilet like, did you buy your own toilet i did yeah he still charged me 200 dollars <laughs> to put it in <laughs> i could have did it myself but city of phoenix wants everything done right i know so yeah but like so if i'm putting it in it's like oh yeah, yeah. the bolts are all loose yeah. <laughs> you have extra parts um i feel like you know my life <laughs> i literally was in the my garage today and i was cleaning stuff out for the golf cart that we just got and there was a big bag of all these bolts and screws and like equipment. oh we don't need this yeah, anymore you don't need it. Mm-hmm. yeah that's that's You're not fine. important all right and sarah's like What's all in that dumpster? I'm like, nothing, babe. Nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go inside. I'm the same way. They send extra parts all with it just yeah. in case you lose them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so what's been the now your first time uh, as a business owner and you have staff? Yes. That, How's that been? That is very stressful for me. Okay. Um, knowing You're that- not wired for that? Or is it just a new skill or what? Uh, no. So I, so I don't have like... A background you know as far as education or anything like that so everything is like i'm learning it as i go i didn't finish high school i got my ged you know so i have adhd like i'm all over the place yeah. so this is me learning from everything so me knowing that i'm responsible i'm also a people pleaser so mm. me knowing that i'm responsible for other people's lives and providing for them yeah. to get put food on their table is stressful for me mm-hmm. um i recently had to let somebody go already and that was like, I cried on the way home. Yeah. You know, because it's hard. And I made, like, I don't know. It was just, it's a whole lot for me. <laughs> yeah. And your first firing and first letting some go, I can remember it to this day. Yeah. I mean, we've got 500 employees. I probably, we've had probably 2,000 employees at this day, like, at this many years. But the first two, three, I mean, it's like a dagger to your heart. Yeah. I remember sitting on the front porch of the house with, of the guy that we had to let go. And it felt like a death. Like I was violating him and like, you can never do this. Even though he sucked. He was like borderline stealing from me. And like you just sometimes it takes a time to like earn the scars. Yeah. To be able to say like, hey. These people are here on the team, but they're here to do a job mm-hmm. and they got to, you got to do it the best. They have to perform. Yeah. And you're not going to make everyone happy. Yeah. It, it was tough, man. Like, is it lonely? No. Cause I had like, I had called some people. Yeah. Um, I, I might've called you. I don't remember. I, I think, no, wait, you were I on vacation. Answer. I didn't answer when I think you're on vacation. No, I didn't want to talk to you. Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I called some people like, Hey, I need to kind of like, need help, bro. Like, what do I say? How do I do this? You know, what's the proper way to do this? Yeah. And I felt like he was already, basically he was just down already, you know? So mm-hmm. I just basically He's already pretty depressed. I just kicked him when he was down and it was just, it had to be done right then and there though. So how'd you do it? Um, well, first of all, everyone says I was wrong. Because I made him clean first before I fired him. 
<laughs> but the timing wasn't right. You know, he had. But were you then, too nervous? Were you sweating? <laughs> like just waiting? Um, no, because we were like, we still had people in the shop, you know, and yeah, I wanted yeah. to do it when it was kind of just us. Yeah. But he was like, hey, I have to leave now. And I was like, ah, like, no, just wait, you know, like yeah. he had just got done mopping the whole shop and stuff. So I was like, hey, you know, sit down. Let me have a conversation with you. And, um, you know, he was kind of like, hey, what's up? And, I, you know, this was in two weeks. This was his third bad review. Okay. Luckily, people, they reached out to me. They didn't go to Google. Yeah. Um, a bad review mm-hmm. destroyed business. Yeah. So luckily, the people reached out to me. Um, I issued refunds. But they I sat down and said, hey, you know, somebody else complained. You know, we had another complaint. Oh, he's like, yeah, I kind of I kind of figured. And I was like, yeah, like he already knew that it was a bad haircut. Um, but I told him, like, you know, I think you need to. What I said was, like, I think you need to go to another barbershop. That's more busier where you can get your reps in, you know, mm. like this, where we're at now, this should be your end place, you know, like with our price range, you know, yeah. and the haircuts we're doing, they're worth the hair, the worth of price, but not all haircuts that were being put out of the shop were worth that price. Mm. So I told him, you know, go somewhere, get your reps in. Once you get to the level you should be at, come back. I'll save you a chair. You know, if the chair's open, it's yours. You're good people. We know we made friends. Yeah. Um, I appreciated the whole time he was there. Um, I let him know though, like there's nothing. How to go? How do you receive it? He was good. He yeah. was like, I kind of need this right now. Hmm. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, like I'm fighting depression. Like I'm trying to figure my life out. That's great. He had just moved from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, so I'm trying to figure my life out, and I think I need this right now. Hmm. Um. But he's like, I appreciate you, like everything you've done for me. You know, yeah. you became a brother to me. Um, that's where I kind of, that's where it was hard for me because we got that close. Well, let me tell you, man, like you may feel like you're all over the place. Yeah. And I didn't even know about this, but, and you're getting your reps in like yeah. as a business owner. Uh-huh. But you did that perfectly right. Yeah. Like you, first thing you do is you have to be straightforward and honest. Yeah. You don't come in elevated. You terminate in private. Um, you make sure that you, um, are honoring to that person as an individual. You're not cutting them down Yeah. and you're not talking about who they are and identity and all of that. Right. Um, and you gave them hope for a future. Yeah. Like that's great. <clears throat> that's the last thing I wanted to do was just like, and it was a relief for him. Yeah. Most of the time they know it's coming. I was so stressed out. And, but then he was like, when he was like, Oh, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. That, I was like, it was, you're usually the one that's more stressed than they are they usually know it's coming yeah 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 that whole day though it was like it weighed on me heavy yeah um but imagine your name and reputation so what what i respect about your business tremendously is you are a a genius marketer you are very very skilled at that you are great at social media you are um, not just active on it but very innovative and you care about your brand and your reputation yeah he was violating your brand yeah and you gave them obviously two chances, some yes. jacked up haircuts, and I mean, three strikes you're out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was kind of going off. It was the three strike rule, you know. In my heart, though, I was like, the people pleaser in me was like, yeah, maybe we should we can keep him and mm-hmm. like figure it out, you know. Yeah. But the business side and everything was like, you know, this is we don't have time for that. Yeah, this is where we're at now, you know, like. Yeah, you have to kind of like, what I even have. I'm, continuing to evolve and learn from there's like the heart side of me i'm like a pastor at heart a psychologist at heart like and i care about people but then there is the business side of like no 
this is going to do harm to everyone else. Yeah. Like for you, you picture your family. Hey, I'm doing this for my family and for my kids and making sure that I'm leaving an impact for them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes making the hard choice um, is way more important than what's easy and convenient. Yeah. And you made that hard choice that's better for the business, even though you wanted to have diarrhea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it was just, it was tough, but we got over it. And, you know, everyone, <clears throat> I had my family around me who was able to bring me back up and, you know, yeah. let me know that it wasn't that bad. You know, I was doing what I had to do as a business owner, yeah. you know, and get out of my own head, which is so what's your picture for um, like the business now? Um, what's your, what are your next big hurdles and things that you're working through? Right now I'm working on filling the other chairs. Yeah. Um, we have six chairs total. We have four, including myself. Mm-hmm. We do have another barber starting uh, in February. Um, and then after that, working on that other chair um and just growing the business more um we have already started to um change the waiting area there wasn't enough room okay um for the people that were coming in it's good so yeah we're getting rid of yeah we're getting rid of the couches had to invest in some chairs okay chairs are expensive yeah everything Um, man it's it's just it doesn't make sense (laughs) um but yeah we're doing that uh pushing facebook ads um yes you're a marketing genius like to me like I, I watch you and how you do your social media innovation. Like, how did you learn that? And what's your kind of strategy for your marketing social media? So I took um, I took a couple classes here and there um, and picked up some like yeah. strategies, you know, but most of the stuff I kind of just learned from other barbers okay. or other people, you know, um, you do this drawing every year. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so get, I came like, up with that. Like, that's so random. I came up with it with myself. Yeah. Um. So it is, it's like a, it's like a give and take, you know, like, yeah. so. It costs you money because you got to get free haircut. You I'm, give away free haircuts for a year. Free haircuts for a year, a whole entire year. You can come twice a month for a whole year. Yeah. Then this year, I also did a second winner um, to win one haircut a month for six yeah. months. So, so basically to, six years to, for free. You have to like the posts yeah share the posts tag me mm-hmm. and then comment dang so those thing, things bar. right there is how the, many people were in the drawing um this year wasn't too too high um i would say like 100 and something yeah so um, 100 and something new followers yeah 100 and something new followers uh but all those you know those four things are gonna get you all the engagement yeah it's gonna get your posts seen more yeah um but also like that brings me revenue yeah um sure. it brings me clients clients people are seeing my profiles People are like, oh, I didn't win, but I mean, he's. He does you good. also have like wherever you go, mm-hmm. you. What I learned from you is that you go to like you'll go to Instagram, say you're at the gym. You'll go to the gym mm-hmm. and that place on social, yep. and start following those people. Yeah, follow the people, or just even if you just like them, and they'll see like, oh, who's who's transformation cuts. They'll click on them, like, oh, I see him at the gym. I'll follow. I know he was a barber. You know, because I don't I go to the gym, yeah. put my headphones on, I don't talk to nobody. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I'm wearing like, I'll wear my Your gear. barber shirt or my necklace. Uh-huh. Like I have different stuff that I'll advertise that I'm a barber. Um, I just put a big old sticker on the back of my car. Yeah. Um, so I have to drive right now because people are going to hunt me down. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just try to advertise wherever I go. If not, I'll, I just, like I said, social media. I try everything i'll dm people like hey you know you slide in brand new i'm a barbershop in the area and then you also give a free do you still do this no not anymore no i start i, I was uh but then it was costing me how like, i found you 
is that you offered to give a free, your first haircut free. No, so I was just thinking about this. I was like, how did I meet Ryan? So what it was is I had reached out to... And I mean? I was like, I told Christina, my wife, I was like, I want to give back to somebody. Oh, you yeah. know, we should do like, so, I don't know, homeless people or maybe a foster home. And she was like, there's one in the neighborhood. And I was like, all right, so I got to do my research. So I'm like, who owns the foster home? And that's when I found you and Sarah on social. But I was like, I'm going to give it a while. Because um, sometimes when I follow people... They'll DM me or something, you know, like, yeah. oh, like, uh, I didn't know you cut hair. Yeah. So you followed me back and I didn't get that. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was like, you know what, whatever. So then I ended up running into Sarah at um, Sky Zone. Okay. And she was there with her friends or whatever. And I was like, hey, um, you guys, you guys own this, right? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, you guys own the foster care too? And she was like, we do. I was like, I would love to give you guys free haircuts. And then she was like, really? Like, that's so nice. What's your phone number? And then I gave it to her. And then she gave it to um, someone. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. And then somebody reached out to me. Uh, and then like two weeks later, I'm cutting 27 <laughs> kids in my house. Yes. <laughs> Sweating. I'm just cutting all day. Boys, <laughs> girls, everybody. And then I forgot. I ran into you at the gym. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I said, yeah. you know, hey, well, you know, my name is Mitch Barber. Um, come. I think I told you like, hey, I. You want a free haircut or something like that? You're like, yeah, like free haircut. Like, I forgot what it was. And I told you, like, yeah, I cut all your foster kids. You're like, that was you. And I was like, yeah. Um, So that's how I found out you love Jesus. We went to the same church. Yep. You cut, you cut really good. Yep. And then it went from there. And he has convinced all my boys, like, we have this like quiet um, communication because he comes to my house every single week or not every week now, but, you know, cut all eight of my boys. And, you know, I'm pretty particular on, their haircuts. Mm-hmm. I have to tell them. I go, hey, you need to trim the sides, cut the top off, just play cool. And everything they're like, nothing up top, nothing up top. And I look at them like, top, 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 top. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I go, who's paying the bill? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell them all the time, sit down, like, I'm like, you want the same haircut? Yeah, nothing up top. I'm like, now nah, your dad's paying me, you got to trim the top. No. <laughs> 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 I mean, hey. So that you're paying you, you gotta get what exactly. you Exactly. And no, even today, even one of my boys today, he's like, he's like, I know you try to give me get have get that fade. I want that, I want that taper. I go, you need to get that medium, at least medium high taper. Yep. I said it's only it's only a matter of time till you guys are all have the CCV haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious. You guys all have the same haircut. <laughs> and the problem is. Hey, <laughs> yeah. it looks nice. Yeah, it does. <laughs> comes with wisdom. <laughs> comes with wisdom. Yes, exactly. Oh, well, yeah. Man. Um, yeah, man. So you, how is it being for your family, being first generation business owner and first generation home buyer? Like, is that, how is that for your family? Like your extended family? Because your family is really close. Yeah. And they all kind of helped out with this whole journey for you. They did. They did. Everyone, you know, a lot of people, me and my wife were the, you know, the heads, but everyone had their hand in it, whether it was yeah. praying or giving advice, mm-hmm. um, sweeping, like anything. Yeah. They, everyone had their hand in it. Um, but my parents, man, my parents are proud. Um, my dad, every time he goes and I'm like cutting his hair, he's just crying. He's like, I can't believe this is yours. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's. That's cool. Yeah. It was like just, you know, breaking the generational curses and. I don't know it's just it's really big for our family um because nobody in our, besides my like on my mom's side they own businesses but no one like immediate family nobody owns any businesses hmm. um and it's honestly i never thought i was gonna own a business at all 
Mm-hmm. Um, I never pictured myself owning a business. Um, I had to get over, like, get out of my own head mm-hmm. because being in my own head, I'm like, I don't deserve this. Like, mm-hmm. this is not what I deserve. I shouldn't be here. Like, mm-hmm. coming from my past and everything that I've been through, I shouldn't be where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And that's all, you know, thanks to God. Um, and just him being faithful to me and even when I don't deserve it, he's still doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's good though. Like it's like probably one of those powerful things that someone said on this. Oh, it's good. That's good, dude. That's really like profound. Yeah. How uh what advice are you gonna give like someone that's walking after you? That's someone that maybe is a first generation. Man, just do it. Don't be yeah. scared. Trust God. Even when it doesn't seem like there's going to be an end. Mm. God's already been there. He already knows what you're going to go through. He already knows your footsteps, you know, and he's going to be faithful regardless. Um, Yeah. I mean, just, that's all I can say is just do it. Just go for it. Um, That's what I, that's exactly what I did. And it was tough, but me and my family make it, we made it through. We're still making it through. Mm. Um, You know, we're not anywhere where I think he wants us to be, yeah. but we're like, we're there, you know, yeah. we're, it, we're, we're supposed to be. You're not done now. yet, but you're on the journey no, there. Yeah. And you're like taking a huge step forward. Yeah. This is just like, this is just the beginning of what he wants us That's to right. do for us. So good. Yeah. <clears throat> and you had a big moment this last, I don't know, probably like four, four to six months ago with your son. That was, and that was like, like in, that was right before you that was, started. Or were you in the mi- in middle? No, that was the, that, so, when it happened, so it's explain. two weeks later. You have a so, two-year-old son. So I have a two-year-old son. His name's Ashton. Um, no, he's three. Um, three-year-old, but at the time he was two. Um, we feel horrible to this day that it happened. Um, we were we went to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, like other helicopter parents, we got air tags. Put the air tags inside their pants. Um, came back home. Put the air tags inside of our drawer. And um, <clears throat> he was we're like one day we just heard the brand. I'm like beep 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 beep. The air tags were like dying, so I took the batteries out and put the batteries in the in the drawer. Um, Ashton was watching TV, standing on top of their bed. We were asleep. He got up on top of the dresser, grabbed the air tag battery out, and was putting it in his mouth. Hmm. We were sleeping the whole time. I woke up to gagging. You know, like as a parent, you hear anything, you're gonna jump up. I heard gagging. And I looked and I, at the time I had double pink eye. So when I tried to jump up, I couldn't see because my eyes were like closed. And I was like hitting my wife and I'm like, hey, Ashton's choking. Like, wake up, wake up. And then she wakes up and she's like, he's not choking on anything. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I think he is. And he kept grabbing his throat. He was saying like, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt. Mm. And she's like, what do you think it is? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And so we were like trying to give him water. He didn't want to drink the water. You know, thankfully, he didn't want to drink the water because that would have been way worse. Um, but he kept saying, like, it hurt. And then I was like, where was he at? Like, trying to remember. So I went to where the air tags were. I grabbed one of the batteries and I was like, hey, did you put this in your mouth? And he was like, this, this, like, and we're like, crap. Like, we don't know what to do. Like, we don't No one. A lot of people don't know about button batteries. Mm. Button batteries can kill your kids. Um but we ended up calling 911. Um, they came, <clears throat> you know, Phoenix, they came. They didn't really, obviously, they didn't know too much about the button batteries either. 
because we were told him like he ingested a button battery. They were like, okay, like he looks fine. You know, his vitals are normal. As long as he passes the battery, he'll be fine, which is not true. Um, button batteries, when you ingest them, they leak acid out. There's no coating around it. So it's leaking acid out as it's going down, you know, everywhere, your intestines and everything. Um, that acid then will begin to burn at all your tissues. Um, if it burns through, you know, everything could leak out into your your body and it could be deadly. Um, <clears throat> so he ended up throwing up while the, while, the police, while the fire department was there. They're like, you should take him in. We took him in. And there was a doctor, I forgot his name, but he knew like immediately. He was like, no, you need to get, he needs a CT scan. Like he needs to do this. Like we need to act fast. So they acted very, very fast. Um, they went in, pulled the battery out. Ashton did have some severe burns to his intestines. Um, but luckily, none, none, nothing like leaked out. They did a bunch of tests. Mm -hmm. He was in the hospital for like three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. From ingesting a battery. Ingesting a battery, which we thought was going to be like. And she, your wife stayed at the hospital yeah, for three weeks. Three weeks. You had you ran the business. You felt guilty. Yes. Like nobody's business. Yes. I remember that. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, so I, it was me and my daughter. Um, we were home for the three weeks. My son, my wife were in the, uh, in the hospital for three weeks. You know, our parents were there helping out. Mm -hmm. um, what we thought was going to be a quick visit mm -hmm. ended up turning into a long stay. Um, but, you know, now he's out. 100% healed, Crazy no long-term um, problems. Mm -hmm. um, we continue trying to spread the word about button batteries. We did a news interview with oh. Channel 3 yep. to try to put that out there. Um, <clears throat> and as we were leaving, another kid had ended up going in with the button battery ingestion. Wow. Luckily, they have a plan now because of Ashton. Um, they have a plan in Ashton's name of what they do to treat kids who come in with button battery ingestions. So, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah. It was a tough, tough time. Um, yeah, how God has used a horrible, horrific situation. Yeah. And then your advocacy now has changed a policy and a procedure and to save other kids' lives. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it was a bad thing, but, you know, God's using it for good now. Yeah. So. Um, and now you have your little kid running around your barbershop. Yes. Saying, watching dad run his own business. Yep. Saying, one day this is going to be mine. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to follow after dad. Yep. That's it's amazing. Cool day. It's it's <clears throat> it's a blessing, man. And it, me and my wife just look at him every every day. Yeah. Holy God, this is. Yeah. He's proud. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself, man. But you're an inspiring. You're an inspiration to me and to so many people. Thank you. You I really are. It. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was. <clears throat> it was I tough. I my last question I always ask people says, uh, "What do you want to remember, remember for?" And I, somebody asked me this question before, and it was so hard for me. Um, it's like, of course, you want to be like, "Oh, I want to be known as a God fearing man," you know, but it's like, <clears throat> that's like the. I feel like that's a Christian thing to say. Yeah. You know, and I don't feel like everyone feels that way. Um, but I want, like, I want to be remembered from my kids and my, like, my wife to, like, be known for not being scared to take risks mm. um, and being, like, a great dad, um, which I battle with every day. Yeah. Um, but I want them to remember me as, like, this amazing dad that provided for us and was always there through everything, you know? Mm -hmm. Um 
<clears throat> and it's just same thing I want my wife to remember me for is That's right. You know? Yeah. And you lived this life of taking a risk for the good of not just your family, but this community and you have such a servant heart and um your place is gonna go far. I, I pray yeah. it does, man. I'm I'm excited to see what God has planned for us. So you have to come on the show again when you got nine chops and let me yeah. uh let me uh keep make sure you keep cutting me up. Yeah. And listen to my and make sure my kids get the tight face. Always. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we have hopefully at least we get one one more by next year. That's right. That's my plan. All right. So. Well, thank you, man, for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right. Till next week. May yes. you unleash your purpose to profit in business, faith, and life. Thanks for joining us for the Unleash Your Purpose podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. We'll see you next week.